Welcome to Animals to the Max. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. This show is about animals and the people who dedicate their lives to them. Welcome everybody back to another episode of the Animals to the Max podcast. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Oh my gosh, you guys, I am so embarrassed to say that in nearly 200 episodes of the Animals to the Max podcast, we have not featured an amphibian. You guys, we haven't featured frogs or toads. I am, I just, I can't even believe it. And honestly, I'm, I'm more of like a reptile, mammal, bird person. I'm not a huge amphibian person. Not that I don't like them. I just, I don't have a lot of experience with them. And honestly, the last time I think I had a amphibian, oh my God, I think I was 15 and I had a pet bullfrog and you guys, it just did not, it, things went south. It kept the pet bullfrog in the reptile house. Well, the reptile house got super warm one day and I walked in and my pet frog, George, was just dried to a crisp and it just, it, it mortified me and I just felt horrible. And since then, I really haven't dove into keeping amphibians as pets, but I realized that there are a lot of people around the world that are interested in amphibians and who want to keep amphibians as pets. And I thought, you know what, what amphibian just sticks out. And to me, that's poison dart frogs. I have always been fascinated with them. I remember as a kid learning about them in reptile and amphibian books, those bright colors, and just the fact that they're poisonous. And it just, they fascinated me. And, you know, recently within the last 20, 30 years, people have started to keep poison dart frogs as pets. And it is extremely popular. Matter of fact, on the show today, I have one of my good friends, Chrissy, and she is a poison dart frog enthusiast, and she's actually a breeder, and she's on the show to talk all about poison dart frogs and and really talk about why they would make great pets. Now, of course, if you're listening to this and you're like, Corbin, I do not want a pet poison dart frog. This is not, I, this is just not for me. Do not worry. I promise you're still going to love this show. It is fascinating. And by the way, I learned so much. And it, the really cool thing, by the way, too, when I was recording this interview, we did it in Chrissy's frog room. So you can actually hear the frogs chirping in the background. It is awesome. So once again, if you are interested possibly in owning a pet frog, a poison dart frog might be for you. Make sure to take a listen and make sure to stay tuned to learn about the deadliest poison dart frog in the world and how many people it could kill. Now listen, spoiler alert, the poison dart frogs in captivity are actually not poisonous, and you'll learn why in this podcast interview. Before we get to it, as always, please make sure to hit that subscribe button for the podcast, and please leave a review. A written review means so much to me, and it helps get the podcast out there and reach more people who are interested in animals. And also, if you want to join the after show, it's where everybody's at. It is where we do exclusive after show interviews for our Patreons only. Just head on over to patreon.com slash animals to the max. I'll include the links in the show notes for you to join, but it's a great way to connect and listen to behind the scenes even more with the guests on the show. So I have a lot of fun with the after show. We're definitely pushing that. All right. With that said, let's talk about some poison dart frogs. Can I call you the frog lady? Is that offensive? You can call me that, but I think somebody has... Oh, wait, no, you can call me the 
I think that it's not coined for anyone else. Oh my God. We should get that trademarked. <laughs> I, no, I think somebody has it trademarked, maybe. So oh. I'm not sure. I know that there's two names that are trademarked. Oh my gosh. Well, welcome on the show. I have my friend Chrissy and today we are going to talk about poison dart frogs. Correct. I you am... can hear them. I know. Is that the, oh my God, you can actually hear the little chirping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. And I've never seen your frog room because you're in Texas. I'm in Idaho. I, we've never, we've, re, we've actually, we met years ago. How many years ago did we meet? Oh, 2004 maybe? No. Oh, now I'm aging myself. Six? Oh what? my God. No, I think it was 2006. No, I, was before, I was in high school. No. I graduated in 2006. And I graduated. Oh, okay. So it was super long ago. Many, many eons ago. Uh, we uh, met at a facility doing a kind of an internship thing slash summer camp. It was so much fun. And that's how we met. We've remained friends ever since. Yep. It's oh. been an animal filled friendship. It is. And I could see a little, oh my God, I could literally just see a little yellow poison dart frog just like literally darted. Oh my God. This is so cool. Oh my gosh. I to some of them. I, my life's been crazy, but I've tried to feed some before the interview so you could hear them and you could see them out. Oh my God. Okay. So I have something I'm embarrassed to tell you. Are you ready for this? Sure. <laughs> I So we have had nearly 200 episodes of the Animals to the Max podcast, and we've never featured an amphibian on the show. Welcome to the first amphibian podcast. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I, and I just, I poison dart frogs have always fascinated me. And it's, I mean, it's shocking because now people all around the world keep them, including yourself. So let's just talk about them in general. Where are poison dart frogs found? Uh, they can be found in many different places. One of, or I have two different species of mantellas, which are not technically poison dart frogs, but they're dart frogs they're different species um and those are found in madagascar okay and then you can find the other poisonous dart frogs like dendrobates tinctorius dendrobates erratus you know you just lost you just lost you just lost so many people (laughs) you just lost so many people tempra tempahua so where (laughs) so that's a type of poison dart frog (laughs) i'm actually going to costa rica later in the year So nobody stalk me. I'll be in Costa Rica. And they have some um, poison dart frogs there. And and one fact you might not know, in Hawaii, one of the islands, they have an invasive species because it's not in the area naturally of poison dart frogs. So they have some Dendrobates erratus on Oahu. Really? They have invasive poison dart frogs in Hawaii? I had no idea. They were brought there by someone, released, and now they have a wild population. Do they, I mean, so they have they have enough to where people know that they're not probably going to get rid of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a question, though, because mm-hmm. this, this was my favorite fact that I know about poison dart frogs. I don't know a lot, but one of the facts is that they're poisonous from the food they eat, right? Correct. So they, in the wild, will eat the poison ants. Okay. And those poison ants eat poison plants oh okay and that's how all the toxins get passed down but for me i feed them fruit flies sometimes crickets mostly fruit flies because if the crickets get out this is my apartment as well <laughs> oh my god that's so annoying oh my god yep yes. and yeah. so these guys don't have their toxins i could lick any of them and be safe 
Really? No. Yeah. Okay. Now, so my question for you though is: In Hawaii, are they poison dart frogs? Are they eating poisonous ants in Hawaii? See, I don't think they have poison ants in Hawaii. Maybe they do. Maybe they have fire ants, which have exploded my foot and <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot. You just okay. Audience, really quick. We actually were texting back and forth, and I was like, "Hey, can you still do the interview?" And first of all, let's be honest. You were like, "Oh my god," because I texted you last night. I was like, "Hey, can you do the interview?" And you were like, "Sure." And then I texted you today, and I'm like, "Can you still do the interview?" You're like, "Oh wait." You were like, "I'm sorry. I was drinking last night." Was <laughs> <laughs> but I, I knew. Uh, something but i forgot what it was <laughs> oh my god don't ever drink and don't ever drink and uh, confirm podcast interviews get that's never a good idea no and th- then you got stung on the foot by an ant well i was bit by an ant technically they don't sting you they will bite you okay um, but yes i was at work and got bit on the foot by a fire ant and i'm allergic to them so this has been a fun few days <laughs> oh my god i'm so sorry well thank you for doing that and you're are you heavily medicated right now um, a little bit, just to take care of the swelling in the foot. <laughs> okay. Can you walk? <laughs> I can, but sometimes I hobble a little bit and I can feel the fluid in my foot move back and forth like it's a balloon. Water oh my. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Okay. Well, thank you for still doing the podcast. I appreciate oh. it. So, you know, poison dart frogs, is this, are they relatively new to the hobby within the last 20 or 30 years? Yes, I would say within the last 20 and 30 years, they have kind of taken off. <laughs> okay. So people have aquariums at their home, but now you're finding people have terrariums with little dart frogs in them, in their homes. Yeah, I just thought, because always, I would always see them you at the them? zoo. I can show you some. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, show me. Yeah, I mean, I can see them behind you. I just, I always used to just see poison dart frogs at the zoo, and I always thought they were fake, like the little plastic ones, which I feel like zoos, I feel like some zoos might do that. No, no, you don't. don't. You don't think so? (laughs) I don't think so. They're all real. Oh, my God. And they're so brightly colored, too. What types of colors do poison dart frogs? Let's give a visual for for the listeners. They can be pretty much anything. They have the bright yellow ones. They have orange. There's some pretty cool blue ones. Some have, like, black spots on them or stripes. So you can find them pretty much any color. I think there's some... So those look a little purple, but I don't think they're they're truly purple. I think it's just a different shade of blue. <laughs> oh my so. gosh! Okay, so so this is relatively new to the hobby because when I got into reptiles, I don't ever remember point. I mean, there were very few people keeping them. Yeah. So what? Okay, rate them so on a. To go ahead. Search the deep dark web for all of the dart frog hobbyists. You have <laughs> to, and now now there's a lot of you right online. Yeah. Yeah. So the group um, on Facebook used to be private, so you had to be invited to it. But now it's public, so people can find it. What is it called so we know? Um, Rare Amphibian Trade. Fair Amphibian Trade? Rare. Oh, I'm sorry. Fair. Fair. (laughs) It sounded like a car. It sounded like a a car dealership. Fair Amphibian Trade. Like a fair car sales. (laughs) You know what? I learned something about cars last night. What did you learn? The different gas. (laughs) <laughs> things mean different things at the gas you, station. What like do you mean? 91 versus 73 for the gas unleaded, like um, the premium or that all that. It means something different. It's how many misfires your engine will have for it to work properly or something. I don't know. I was drinking last night. But. Oh, my God. Um, 
if you have like a more expensive car, you have to put the higher grade because you don't want to ruin your engine. Oh yeah, I knew that, but I didn't. I don't know all the whole specifics. You didn't know the misfire thing about the engines. No, not at all. I'm I'm an animal, dude. I am cars. Just (laughs) I. Honestly, I hate to say this. We're going. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say this. Well, I don't think my wife listens to this. But we. Side note: We're taking my. Hi, Sam. <laughs> oh, hi. She's not listening to this. We're taking my father-in-law to like a race, a race um, here locally, and it just—it's an all-day car race, like a NASCAR thing, and it sounds god awful to me. I just like cannot understand i just okay well, try to ask them what gas they're putting in the cars okay i'm gonna do that and by the way they probably think the same thing when i ask them to go to the zoo or the aquarium because they're probably like you're there all day right. how boring and by the way i'm not offending any car people i'm just like i have other interests so that's okay okay yeah. so i don't know how we got started about cars but okay so oh yeah because i said fair car sales so chrissy <laughs> If I'm listening to this and want a pet poison dart frog, how easy are they to care for? Um, So I would highly recommend to get them from a hobbyist and not from the pet shops. Um, Pet shops, sometimes they sell poison dart frogs, but um, they don't always come from clean lineage. And what I mean by that is they could be inbred or they could hybrid with different species going together and they don't keep very well the lineage of all their frogs separated the different species so uh, and sometimes they sell them too small and we see that all the time on the groups that they'll come in and they'll be like i just bought this frog the other day from a pet shop and it died the next day and they'll send a picture and it's like as big as your pinky nail and so to properly sell your frogs, you breed them from egg to tadpole to morph into a frog phase, and you make sure they're safe to fly by at least being quarter sized. Okay. And let's talk about that because you and it's because when I was texting you, you were like, oh, I'm just cleaning the tadpoles or you're doing something with the tadpoles. I'm like, what? Yes. So uh, talk about this because you breed them, right? I do. And it started out very nicely with, you know, 10 eggs, and now I have uh, about 76 eggs and 98 tadpoles and about 40 morphers right now, which they have all four of their legs, but they still need to absorb their tail. So they're still living in the water, but they're in a tank there. They could hop out on land if they want to. Once they do, they go in their land tanks and start eating flies. And during the morphing process, when they have all their legs and still their tail, they don't eat. Because their nutrition is absorbing their tail. Okay, so let's go back to their whole metamorphosis because it's so fascinating. <laughs> no, really though, like so the life cycle, the life cycle of frogs. Can we briefly talk about that really quick? Yeah, so um, you can have a male and a female frog, and they're actually going to come together under. You see this? Uh, there's a petri dish and a cocoa hut, so it looks like a coconut upside down. Yes. So go in their little love shack of the cocoa hut, and then. The female will be there laying the eggs and the male right afterwards put some like clear goop over it and that fertilizes those so eggs. So it's external fertilization. It is. They're usually amplexus, so it usually happens very quickly. Really? Okay, so the female right. So how many eggs well, will how many eggs will a female <laughs> lay? Um it could be it's different with all the different species. So um let's see my my or uh, my uh, why am I blanking? Tenderbase tinctorius. Um, and there's different morphs. So there's different morphs of this frog as well. Uh-huh. Uh, I have Lannis. I have some other ones. But um, 
they'll lay between two and maybe 10 to 12-ish, I think is the highest clutch I've gotten from them. Um, but my man Tellus will lay 100 eggs. 100 eggs. And... 100 eggs. So how how long I is... Mantellus are different than the poison dart frogs. As I said, they're slightly different um, because the female will lay the eggs and it could take up to three days for the male to go there and fertilize the eggs. So you have to leave them in with the Mantellus. The other frogs, they do amplexus. So, so they're right on top. Why does it take so long for the Mantellas, for the man to go into the love shack? Why does it take three days, Chrissy? Well, they don't actually have a love shack. They're laid in moss around riverbeds. So okay. I have moss and tanks. To, they'll, they're diggers. They'll dig in and they'll lay the eggs. Um, but they're from Madagascar, a different spot. I don't know why they're different and it takes three days. They, they could It could happen right away, but you need to leave the eggs just in case the male hasn't found it yet. Okay, so how long does it take for the other poison dart frogs? A female lays eggs, is it like a day? that, Or is uh, it a few minutes? They'll lay their eggs and I'll pull their eggs and from, um, I'll pull them out of the Petri dish, I'll put a new Petri dish in there and then I'll take care of it. So I don't let the frogs take care of their eggs. I know it may sound mean, but they- Oh, really that's, so cruel. that's so cruel. That's so cruel. I'm kidding. Yeah, it's not an emotional connection. But some species, if you do lay the, or leave the eggs in there and you're like, oh, I don't want to take care of it. Maybe like I'm not ready for eggs yet. If they do continue to develop, sometimes the male can go to water spots and he can water the eggs and get them to develop. Once they turn into tadpoles, he'll put them on his back. So he'll piggyback the tadpoles to a river or stream so that, and drop them off and leave them on their merry way. So have you so, ever just okay. left the eggs in the Petri dish to do their thing? No, because I sell them. So I want to make sure that yeah. I get everything that I know I'm taking care of it properly. Okay. <laughs> Not leaving up to frog chance. Yeah. And uh, would you say that they're good parents? I'd say for an amphibian, for him to like invest that yeah. parental care, that's pretty, he'll water them and everything. Yeah. That's pretty so good. I, I think they're pretty good parents. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to the metamorphosis. So, okay. So they <laughs> lay the eggs. Yep. You you collect the eggs, and how long does it take the eggs to hatch? Um, it'll be about from a week to two weeks, okay. depending. Uh, temperature dependent. If it's warmer, it's going to go faster. If it's a little cooler, it'll go a little slower. So do you ever go on vacation, and you're like, oh, I might need to turn down the AC a little bit much so I don't need the frogs to develop as fast? When I go on vacation, I usually take care of everything every other day. So it's frogs one day, tadpoles the next frogs the next day and if i want to take a day off it's fine i can take a day off they can go you know every three days when i go on vacation i have a girl from work come over and take care of them and i try to make it as little time as possible <laughs> so i'll be like i'm uh, gone for six days you can take care of them like once i'll take care of them right before i leave and right when i get back <laughs> wow so it sounds like they're pretty self-sufficient it's not like i mean obviously like yeah. a cat or dog it seems like a pretty right. easy pet yeah Okay. So the adults, I mean, they, I have an automatic mister for them. So that goes off sometimes. The lights are on a timer that'll go off automatically. Um, so it, one of my tanks, um, I have, I'm going to butcher this scientific name because I am so Latin. Everyone, I'm Polish, not Latin. So it's Armiga uh, Becerelli. So the Armigas are a little different, and um, I have a fogger on theirs as well. So they they get water in the morning and water at night. They like that, and it helps them 
Get oh. in the mood a little better. <laughs> really? A little bit of mist. Okay. I'd think the opposite for me anyway. Okay. So, okay. So you, so the eggs will hatch within a week, temperature dependent. And yep. where do you put the eggs? Are they just in a little Petri dish? I put them in a little cup. Um, okay. And for some of them, because as I said, I have a 90 plus tadpoles right now. I have like a bin that you buy from Target and I have little cups inside of it and I just um, siphon out so or vacuum the the poop out every other day. I'm so confused. So do you keep them in water? Yeah. Okay. 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 Cause okay. So see the water is in the bins and the little cups or outside the bins and cups. Yep. They have to be in water when they're a tadpole. Okay. Well, that's why I figured, but I didn't know because yeah, anyway. Okay. So they're, they're in a little bit of water. Yeah, it's weird. I know. <laughs> how, how deep I'm just, I'm trying to figure this out. If I want to get probably, into the tadpole business. Yeah. I can take you and show you and you can kind of describe it. So listeners, we just, Chrissy just took me into her, I would say her kitchen where the tadpoles are. <laughs> <You're> welcome. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, kitchen table. <laughs> I know and your kitchen table. They're in like little, like they remind me of like, um, you know, like to go containers of food almost like if you get like macaroni at the deli is that yeah okay that's where you yeah, keep them I would say like the macaroni the bigger ones but if you ever go to a place and you get like ketchup to go in little cups <sighs> like that i don't oh. know where my camera is. or jello that's shots how I ship them. oh my god okay so if you eat like so ketchup I, or jello shots <laughs> uh, jello shots preferably no i have a sauce <laughs> at the bottom and missed it and there's as you can see there's like little holes um, okay. in it and I'll tape the top even though they're not gonna pop the top off but I like to be safe with shipping so I tape it and then wow I don't really ship them in a Dixie cup I also put them in styrofoam and in other stuff and sure 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 insulation around it sure but yeah okay so hold on we're jumping ahead so just really quick okay so okay so you have them in tadpoles how long does it take yeah. them to start getting legs two months as oh. you saw I had them all labeled with when they went from egg to tadpole. So as soon as they broke free from the jelly that they were living in uh -huh. and they had their gills outside their bodies or their, yeah. And they absorb that inside and then they're free to swim. Um, so I have pictures I can send you of tadpoles with like, as you can see, it looks like veins coming out. They have to absorb that in for their gills. It's part of the, the process. And then they can break free from the jelly that the male let, laid and go to the water. Okay. And so they're there for a few months, actually get growing their little legs and they don't, yeah. what do you feed the tadpoles? Um, you can feed them like fish flakes or stuff. Um, you could feed them lettuce or you could buy some tadpole food, and the, which okay. has high nutrients. I like the carotenoids in them. So their coloration really pops. Okay. And how long does it take for them to turn into a frog? Um, they'll grow their back legs first and they'll look really funny. Okay. And then they get little like nubs in the front and they break their front arms free. <laughs> wow. Once they have all that. Yeah. So when they get their back legs, I start keeping a closer eye on them just because as soon as they pop out one front leg, sometimes they'll have like three legs and it'll have like one little like pocket off to the side that's not an arm yet. And then they'll have one arm in front and two in the back. And it's really funny, but I'll, I'll move that to the morph tank when they break their front arms. Okay. The morph. morph okay. The morph <laughs> yep. tank. Okay. Okay. So you keep and a close track water and land and some rocks. So once they need to breathe air and not under the water, they can. Okay. Okay. So they're still mouthing at the surface too, as if they're like 
going through this transition. Okay, so I have a question. You have 98 eggs. What is the mortality rate? Um, it depends. Usually you'll catch it right away, so one or two eggs. Um, it, most of the times you'll get all of them to go through, except for the mantellas. They lay 100 eggs, and you'll probably get around 40. So that's more about a 50% rate of the fertilization and making it. Just they do that because they're the most endangered of the frogs and they need like that's part of their thing. They lay a lot. They don't lay as often. They have a breeding season. So they'll lay during a few months and the other frogs. So the poison dart frogs, Centrobius tinctorius, leucomelas, uh, that they can lay their eggs every two weeks. Oh, and really? I, I do do a season with them as well so that they don't breed for a few months and then I'll bring them back just because it's healthier for the frogs, for the parents. Wow. Wow. Okay. So how oh, long, so got the, my favorite callers are starting. Oh, who they, is it? They're the, you know, I can say it so well. Ermiga, A-E-E-R-M-E-G-A, Ermigas. Oh my God. Sounds good. Oh, I just call them but they, they sound like meep, 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 meep. So how long is the process? Like a few months for them to turn into a frog? Yep. And then as soon as they're a frog, I start feeding them springtails and then um, fruit flies, which fruit flies come, are their wing? Well, some of them have wings, but they're flightless. Okay. So if you're thinking like, Chrissy, just keep some bananas in your apartment and you'll get the fruit flies. <laughs> no, we make it very easy for these frogs. Um, they're flightless fruit flies, so they just crawl on the bottom. Some of them, um, the Turkish gliders will hop a little bit. Not my favorite, but it's fun to see them eat them. But yeah, so they makes it very easy for them to find the flies and eat and be fat and happy. Oh my, so... I how it seems like a lot of work though i'm looking behind and you have a lot of just terrariums and plants and soil and frogs hopping around and misters yeah. going and fruit flies it seems like a full-time job um kind of i do about an hour of work a day okay if i want to take a day off the next day it might be an hour and a half two hours um it depends on if i need to get boxes ready to ship if i need to make sure that I don't know, get the more, if I have more froglets at the time than frogs, the froglets I try to care for a lot more often just to make sure they're growing up happy and healthy and they're getting fat like they should. If anyone's not eating, I pull them to a new tank so that they can do that, <laughs> grow, not be out competed. Um, but with any animals, like in captivity, when you feed them, you feed them some vitamins or nutrients as well, along with their food, right? When you feed the crocodile or alligators. Wow. Sonny, I'm so sorry. I am so, I am so beyond <laughs> offended. I'm so sorry. So, you put vitamins in their food because in the um, process of getting the food, freezing and thawing and everything, you lose some of the nutrients. With fruit flies, we are going to dust them with some calcium supplements some vitamin A supplements help with the breeding, but you don't want to go overboard because you could um, go an over vitamin and vitamin A and some just general vitamins that it literally is dust in the cup and you dust the fruit flies a little bit and then you feed it to them. When they eat the fruit fly, it's covered in white um, nutrients. Yeah. So how many fruit, do you order your fruit flies online or do you breed them? I breed them. I culture them every, um, every week. Every Sunday's fly day. Used to be Friday fly day. What? I work 
nice. <laughs> you breed them? Is it pretty easy? Yeah, so um, it's about a three-week to if it's uh, the Heidi eye flies are a little bit bigger and they're more at their max at four weeks, but three week process. So I have my flies in a, a little tote with a little bit of water at the bottom because fruit flies sometimes if they, um, they're prone to getting something called grain mites and that I don't want to, the grain mites to overtake the culture or anything. So I put the water in there um, just to make sure that there's no mites growing or anything. And then I have week one, so those are the ones I just made. Week two, so they're still going from lar or the um, what, maggots to the pupa larvae stage, and then they, they'll hatch out. I have them in little fruit fly cups, as I call them, but it looks like this. Oh, my. So just like a, a cup with a lid. Yeah. No. And then um, there's some... Um, there's some stuff in there for the uh, flies. So this one, you can see at the bottom is some of their food. I know it's an old culture, so just ignore the, the juice at the bottom. But that it's normally more solid, and it's um, the food that the maggots will eat. And then there's some, um, like, I would say almost like hay in the inside of it for them to crawl on and to lay the maggots. Yeah. Now, are you nervous that they're going to be getting loose in the apartment and stuff? They're flightless. I well, okay. I guess I, I just I guess you, I guess you're you welcome, Corbin. You can just vacuum them up. Oh, but oh some my. of my coworkers do think I'm a little crazy here, but I do keep <laughs> not culture. They have found their way here from outside. Some spiders in this room. The spiders will eat the uh, rogue fruit flies for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> but if I see spider eggs, I kill the eggs right oh away. Oh, <laughs> my God. Okay. D okay. Wow. It's So, okay. I have. So, so don't you want to stay? If you come to, uh, you know, stay at my apartment with Sam or anything, this is actually your room. There's a pull-out couch. So, you can stay oh, with the frogs and the spiders. She would flip. <laughs> She would not want to stay. Matter of fact, matter of fact, honestly, I know she won't listen to this. We'll have to figure something. I'll have to lie and say I had no idea. Actually, uh, oh my God, really? So you have a pullout bed right next to the frogs? Yeah, it's a couch and it's a pullout bed in the couch. Yeah. Okay. This is technically my parents are like, oh, this is going to be your spare bedroom. We can stay there once, you know, we come and visit. Yeah, they they didn't realize that this was going to be an extravaganza of a frog room in yeah. my brain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Now, so when I was younger, I used to raise rats and mice for my snakes. And then I realized that that was horrible. And I was spending more time raising rats and mice than I was for my animals. And I decided it'd be easier just to order frozen stuff online. Yep. Have you just thought about ordering, obviously not frozen flies, but have you thought about ordering so something, yes, I've thought about it, but I keep my finances in a row. So it, for me, it's cheaper to buy um, the media at the bottom of the cup, the little hay that goes in there, or even use coffee filters inside the cup okay. and breed my own flies. And that way, after, what has it been, a year of me starting my business of breeding and selling, and I'm now in, my dad called it, you're in the black which means you're in the green, you're making money. <laughs> really? Okay, so... He's but, more a business guy, so that's his term. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you have... But you obviously had to start out, purchase a colony online, and then yes. you just... Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
So, wow. So it's just cheaper. How much is a thing of fruit flies? I'm just curious. About five bucks. So you can get them at any pet store or you can find the hobbyists. There are some hobbyists that breed, that make extra cultures and sell them. Okay. And how many fruit flies does a frog go through in a week or a day? Uh, so as I said, I don't feed them every day, okay. um, but I do keep an eye just to make sure everyone's fat and not being out competed. Um, but and not obese. They're just a good weight. That's what I say about <laughs> um, Sonny and Chompers. <laughs> they eat about mm, five to ten flies. Okay. Every other day, every third day. Okay. Wow. That's just interesting. Okay. If there's no flies in there the next day, then I know to feed them a little more the next time. If there's flies still in there from the last feeding, whoops, I had a heavy hand. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't count the flies. I just kind of go boop, boop, and tap a little into the tanks. Okay. So now I feel like we gave the listeners an in-depth, you know what I mean, behind the scenes of what it's like caring for them. How much are we talking and by the way, name name your name your business. I think it has the best name. <laughs> I have not launched the website yet, but it should be soon. It is Sticky Tongue Frogs. Not, oh, you put the frogs in front of it. I like it. That makes I put sense. the frogs at the end. Yes, just because. Um, I don't know. Are you going to cut this out? Or are you going to keep it in? <laughs> I'm going to keep it in. If it's if people are still listening, it's 31 minutes in. They deserve to hear. What do you have to say? Uh, I googled sticky tongue because that's uh, sticky tongues because that's what I wanted the name to be, and it, it brought out some inappropriate websites. So I had to add frogs to the end. <laughs> By the way, I didn't want anyone getting confused on what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay when I uh, when I had my website, um, the reptile guy. Like, wait, this was like years ago At when the you. Beginning. Yeah. When you would type in reptile guy, it took you to a Viagra site. Oh. I was like 15. And I was like, someone like pulled me aside. I was like, hey, because my website's the reptile guy. But if you just typed right. in reptile guy, you're going to get some enhancement website. I think they have since uh, stopped selling that, which anyway, but I, I get it. I, I know so that. People don't go to that website. They stop selling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They stop selling it. People be so disappointed. So, uh, and by the way, I know, right? I was going to say, who came up with sticky tongues? I'm just curious. It's such I, a... It was a, it was a really good friend of mine. I can't, remember. it was you. <laughs> no, it was me. I, yes. Cause you text me. You were like, what'd be a good name for a frog business? I was like, oh my God, sticky tongues. Yeah. So I was in the process of trying to figure out a name because I was starting my business and I went to a airplane company to try to get to be able to ship cargo through them. Yeah. And I had to have the actual business name and everything registered. And so I was like, Corbin, help me out here. I want to ship same day. I want to drop them off in the morning. A few hours later, have them fly there. It's about the same prices. Shipping FedEx, having them stay at a facility overnight, a lot safer. So uh, we got that. So now I can ship same day. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. So how much, this is so personal, but I'm going to, how much are you, how much are we talking? Are you making bank with these frogs? It, so it depends. So some of my species that I have, the Dendrobates tinctorius alanus, those will go for about 40 bucks. Um, and then your mantellas, they'll go for about 75 to maybe $125. And then I have one frog in my collection that's very special to me, and it's going for about $350 a frog. Wow. But you just have one of that? I have four of them, so two breeding pairs. I was very lucky in um, asking for 
for all you nerds out there, a two-two, which means two males, two females of the frogs, and they were too young to sex properly at the time, but the guy did the best he could, and I wound up getting a two-two. So I got separated them in pairs, and within like four months of me separating them, once I could tell the sex of the frog, which you can tell the sexes of the frogs. By looking at them, different species, different things. I'll describe that later. But found out which one was which. Separate them in two different tanks. Two different style tanks, too. So I have some tubs, which hide or hold humidity better. Uh-huh. And then I have the exoterras, so the just normal terrariums, the glass terrariums. Like, when I move, that'll be horrible. <laughs> and um, so I put one in the, the glass terrarium, one in the tub, and they both started breeding. Oh so my- I said, I'm not changing anything. Give me oh, more eggs. <laughs> oh my! So three to four hundred an egg. I mean, if they if, yeah, to adulthood. Frog, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. And are you selling a lot of those? Um, I just started. I've I've probably shipped out about ten of them so far. Oh my gosh! You're making a few I, a few grand I have off about thirty three growing up right now. If my board is correct. Oh my gosh! So this is kind of a lucrative side gig. It kind of blew up and just turned crazy like overnight. I, te- I remember texting my dad one day and saying, Dad, I got about mm, 30 eggs. I think my business is going to start to bloom soon. And then like the next week it was like, Dad, I got 60 eggs. <laughs> then it was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. So you're like, is this going to turn into something more full time for you? It, it could very well. Um, I never know. I, I did actually sell a breeding pair of frogs. So I did have two standard. There's different types of morphs of frogs because hobbyists are crazy. But I, I have Dendrobates leucomellas. There's different types. There can be fine spot. They can be bumblebee with the standard um, lukes or they could be um, banded lukes. So just the bands of black on them and not the black dots. But I have standard lukes and I sold one of my breeding pairs because I was like, you know what? I don't have time for your eggs. I only want one of you guys because uh, I had two breeding, uh, a breeding trio and a breeding pair. And I was like, you know what? I don't need more eggs. So I'm going to keep just the one that's breeding every two weeks and sell the other breeding pair. And I'm doing that with a few of them now. So I have some Dendrobates tinctorius azurius. I have three breeding pairs right now. I'm thinking about selling off one, keeping the other two. And then if it gets crazy still, then selling off the other breeding pair. Do you get so it all? Do you get attached to them? Because, like, I'm so attached to my animals. So, like, I mean, I'm not saying that you're not, but it's like, but you have, you have, and you have, how many frogs? You said you have 98 eggs. So, but that's not counting, like, your other adults and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not going to lie. I haven't really counted my collection in a while. That's fine. Estimate. (laughs) I have, like, let's see, five, 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 ten in that one, five in that one, two, two, three, five. Two, 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 six, or maybe five in there. Maybe six. I don't know. Maybe Bob got to one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My cat does not go in this room. <laughs> and five in that one. So however many, whoever was doing their math genius edition right there, that's how many I have in my breeding collection. Dozens. <laughs> I, I do. I, I, there's some. I bought um, a terrarium to go in my living room. I just haven't got in the background for it yet. And so I haven't really created a masterpiece. And then I'll keep that one in my living room because they'll be my favorite. They're my favorite frogs. Wow. And well, what, yeah. what ones are those again? Uh, 
You'll have to come to my living room. I and know, see I them. know, but what ones though? <laughs> not, not what, what ones? No, what what type? So they're very pretty. I don't know if you can see, but they're called painted mantellas. A painted. So they mantellas. are black. They have yellow legs. They have, uh, well, yellow front legs. They have orange back legs with like tiger stripes on them, with oh black my. tiger stripes. And they're the spe- the mantella species. So their chirp is the one that you're probably hearing all the time. That just goes like a cricket almost like chirp chirp yeah does that drive you nuts in your apartment i can't hear it the door's closed i mean sometimes i can hear the louder ones like the um, phyllobates terabellus or the leucamellas or sometimes the chromes they they're meep meep and i'll hear it in my room but it's not loud because between me and the frog room there's the living room sure and another wall and then my room so how long do these poison dart frogs live Depends species to species. The mantellas get a little bit smaller, so they can be about 10 to 15 years. Oh. The, some of the larger tinctorious, they're going to be about 20, 25. For a frog? 30. Really? And that, that's old because they're small creatures. So the smaller, really? So they live yeah. longer. That's interesting. The, no, the smaller live less. Oh, th- that's what I thought. And yeah. I was like, okay, I thought it was, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, smaller live less. Okay, wow, 25 to 30 years. I had no idea they lived that long. But do you want to hear a really cool fact? I want to hear the coolest fact you have for me. And so I have some Phyllobates terabellus, and the golden terabellus is what you've heard about in all of your stories that you thought was made-believe, where the Indians take the arrow and they rub it on the back of the dart frog. Yeah. That is the Phyllobates terabellus, golden golden terabellus, or terribilis, uh, if you guys really do speak Latin. No one speaking. Say that you're pronouncing it wrong, Chrissy. I probably pronounce everything wrong. Look at yeah, <laughs> look at my life. No. Um, but they'll take the arrow and rub it on the back, and then shoot it at the um, the other guys. Oh, did you hear that meep? Yeah. Did, come on. Well, wait, it. you said that was a lie. Wait, what did you say? Oh no, that's all you think it's a lie, but it's facts. Oh sure, so they will rub so the, the back. The, the indigenous yeah. people will rub the yes. back with their arrows, and then hunt Correct. taper and a bunch of fun stuff. Or other humans. What? One dart would kill 10 humans. So I don't know how, um, I guess, uh, did you hear that? Yeah, I'm just still, yeah, I guess I'm, yeah, let's also, yeah, let's talk about the the, the potency. I don't know if it's uh, proper terms right now, but the the Indians would shoot at the Cowboys, or Cowboys shoot at the Indians with the darts, and then however many people, one dart could kill 10 people from the poison on the back of the golden terribleus terrible one dark <laughs> so your kills 10 people okay yeah now let's talk about the more colorful they are does that mean they're the most poisonous yeah that is that is correct so what is the most poisonous poison dart frog in the world what did i just tell you kills 10 people um you were talking in like it's the golden terabellus so the golden poison dart frog golden poison dart i would think it would be yeah a, if you I, google that you'll see it pop oh, straight up i thought it would be like the red and black or the, excuse me the red and um the red and blue uh no it's the golden one golden poison Yellow. how many people die from a poison dart frog though is it super rare oh it's uh, nowadays 
I mean, I think it's pretty rare. I, I haven't really done my research on how many people die a year from licking poison dart frogs. Because what you have to do, it's not like they touch you like a snake if, if it's poisonous. Have you ever seen that meme, poisonous versus venomous? Oh, I love – no, I haven't <laughs> so the seen venomous, that one. The venomous snakes, they bite you. Sure. And they inject their poison into you. These guys, you have to ingest. You have to literally lick them or put them in you your mouth. You have to lick them or have a cut on your hand and have it touch and then go to your bloodstream. So if they were to just like, it, you, yeah, you can't just come across and be like, oh, I stepped on it. I'm going to hurt it or it's going to jump at me. If it jumps on my leg and I have no opening, it's not going to hurt you. Okay. Okay. It has to physically go to your bloodstream. Okay. Okay. And so it's super, super rare. You're more likely to be killed um, by a cow or a coconut. Or toothpick. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Or a sharknado. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Chrissy, uh, on the difficulty level of keeping a poison dart frog, would you suggest maybe starting out with a beginner frog, like a white tree frog, or would you say just so jump right in? There are easier to maintain frogs so i wouldn't just jump right in and go into something called an obligate or an ufega which they would they're a little bit more difficult to care for whereas you come in dendrobates tinctorius the leucamelas those guys are very beginner frogs so if somebody comes to the boards and they're like i want a frog it's my first frog how can you help we have many hobbyists will hop on and be like well make sure you have proper terrarium proper size moss keep your humidity at the certain amount, keep your temperature range in here, keep misting every day. And do you have fruit flies? That's something when I sell my frogs, do you have fruit flies? Do they have a home? <laughs> like yeah. making sure that everything's taken care of before I, I let my little guys go. I, I do have to say when I first sold um, my first species by myself that I bred and sold was the blue leg mantellas, the mantella expectatas right there. And when I did package them up and ship them off, I was like, I'm taking a picture of every little cup and I'm going to be like, oh, and I dropped it off at that time. I was doing FedEx still, not this, um, the cargo, but I dropped it off to FedEx and I just was like, bye little buddies. And the guy was like, what? And I'm like, I'm shipping some frogs. I'm going to miss them. And I like walked to my car. I was like, okay, you're, you're doing this, Chrissy. <laughs> you got it. And now are you? <laughs> start. Yeah. But now I'm fine. I'm like, oh, okay, get in, get in the cup. Let's yeah, get in the, <laughs> let's now, going. <laughs> do you have a high? So I have, I'm, I am not good with amphibians. I haven't had kept a pet frog since I was 15 or 16. And he, We'll check your mailbox tomorrow. Okay, keep going. Oh, my God. I'm just I don't kidding. Think... I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. Please. You know what? I did find a toad in the road the other day that I saved. Oh, I'm so proud of you. my apartment complex. I know. It was I mean, It was as big as my hand. It was oh, a huge Oh, I love yeah. those toads. Oh, they're my favorite. I used to catch them as a kid. I love them, too. In window wells. Yeah, we would jump in the window wells, and whoever found the frog was the winner. But we always found toads. It was very rare to find the frog. Uh, let's fun fact. What's the difference between a frog and a toad for someone listening? Yeah, I, I, there are, there are some differences. I really forget. <laughs> I know. Well, I'll tell you toads have the poison glands behind their eyes. Yes, they do. Yes. And toads are more terrestrial. Like they don't have to be like, they you have can, more you can... bumpy skin. Yes. Where the yes. Dark frogs are, um, more moisture and yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you so so yep. you so you can get a poison dart frog as a pet. Would you recommend yeah. them? I mean, obviously you have tanks yeah. full of them. I mean, I yeah, I, I, I I would I hope would recommend you recommend a beginner <laughs> species for sure. Don't but just talk, jump into. But Chrissy, not nothing Latin for me. What like what is the name like like because um, you know you mentioned the golden poison dart frog is the most poisonous. Yeah. What is the best beginner poison dart frog? Not Latin Stand- name. Not like uh, that. That's how they go by standard Lucamella. So standard Luke. Really? Yeah. Just a dart. Okay. You can call it a bumblebee dart frog too. Way I mean, better. I think about bumblebee dart frog is <laughs> going to be the best beginner. Yeah, it would be a really good beginner frog. Okay, and before you we... hear this like chirp war going on. Yes, bumblebee. Oh my god, this is okay. So Chrissy, really quick, what is there uh, just before we leave their con- uh, the poison dart frog conservation status out in the wild? Yeah, so all of them are either endangered or threatened. So definitely they're having habitat destruction. There are some places like in Brazil that are protected areas that you cannot take frogs off of. Um, you, the only way to get them is if they were removed from the preserve many moons ago and in zoos and aquariums and have been bre- breeding and are captive bred. Well, that's one thing. I keep very good lineage on all my frogs, um, so I know the line of where they came from. So nobody crossbreeds if they buy my frogs and everything. So, but uh, where was I going? What was the question? Oh, I'm sorry, so you were distracted. Talk- I know. And then they stopped chirping, and then I forgot where I was going with this story. No, it's not. Lots. No, no worries. I was just gonna <laughs> say know, like the gas in the cars. They they have different. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm saying their 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 conservation status. Frogs are in trouble around the world. Oh, they are in trouble, and that's why us hobbyists are really good at captive breeding the animals and not wild caught and getting the, the ball rolling where you can get them in your homes and you're not worried about that species is endangered, threatened. Like they got them wild caught, they got them from the rainforest. Why am I having this? You don't have to have that guilt when you have the captive bred and keep the species going, keep the love for them alive. And yeah, that, that's great. That's awesome. Well, Chrissy, will you join me for the after show? Sure. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. And by the way, how can someone find you if they feel like a poison dart frog is for me? I would have to say the best way until my website and I launch my Instagram of sticky tongue frogs comes out. I'd say the best way would be my Instagram account, uh, my personal Instagram account. And what sure. is that? It is little pods. Little pods, and I will put a link in the show notes. Okay, let's yeah. head on over to the after show. Listeners, if you want to head on over and join us for the exclusive patron only after show, head on over to patreon.com slash animals to the max. It's where you get to listen to after show interviews exclusive just for patrons. All right, with that said, let's go to the after show. Thanks for listening to the Animals to the Max podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends and family. Also, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. It really helps me out. As always, if you have any guest suggestions, if you want to email me personally, head on over to CorbinMaxi.com. And if you haven't already, check out our social channels. You can follow me at CorbinMaxi on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll talk to you next time.